Hello, I am Crystal Grafton Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Sometimes I will answer questions from our sisters, and others I will invite friends to do the same. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to my next conversation. Good morning, Madison. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well today. I am. We are, we are quite a ways in for me into the pandemic. But um, I'm settling into what is a little bit of a new routine. I don't know that, that it's actually the same every day, but at least it is something, you know, I'm up and I'm dressed. I have on makeup. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's 10 a.m. on a Friday, so I feel like that's a win. I don't know. <laughs> no, I totally agree. The mornings I get up and I'm like, I showered and I changed from like, my nighttime comfy clothes to like my day comfy clothes like this is like routine like this is the new normal oh how expectations have changed and yet I find that I am equally busy it's just a different kind of busy Uh isn't that odd yes and yet at the end of the day I'm exhausted (laughs) Madison talk to me a little bit I always like to start these conversations with your AOPI story. We all have one. I particularly love yours and how it has intertwined with mine. But tell all of our listeners a little bit about you. Okay. So I am a collegiate at Lambda Chi at LaGrange College. And I think something that's really special about my experience is to connect with people that are from a similar campus. My campus has about a thousand kids. So our chapter has about 40. So when I talk to other chapters, they're like, whoa, 40 people, that was my pledge class. And it's interesting to me how different size chapters, we still operate and have the same strengths and weaknesses that a large chapter would have as well. So I love sharing that perspective. And I always knew I wanted to be in a sorority. It's kind of odd to be like, yeah, I was 10 years old and knew that's what I wanted to do. But it's just part of it. Everyone I knew was in a sorority. My mom was. My mom was also an AOPI. So let's talk about that for a second. We (laughs) We will take a little sidebar for a moment because I have met your mom. Yes. And of course, shout out to mom. I love mom. Um, did you know, so you, you obviously had great connections, uh-huh. but did you know that you wanted to be an AOPI or did you want to step out of that comfort zone for all kinds of reasons? See, I didn't really know. And so like going in, it was very much like a conversation of, you know, I'll, I understand the experience and no matter what you do we will have that panhellenic bond and I'll understand what you're going through and you need to pick what's best for you because it's your experience. So I felt really supported in what I was doing, but like looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how I thought that because like all that was around me was AOPI. And it's funny because during quarantine, you start doing random things. So I started going through all my old yearbooks 
and I have a teacher who wrote in my senior yearbook, can't wait to see you run home, XOXO pandas. And I was like, whoa. So obviously high school me had no idea what that meant, but now I look back and I'm like, it was just destiny. So my mom was like super supportive of my choice, but she also showed up to bid day wearing like all red and black. So that probably would have been awkward if I went somewhere else, but it definitely was like the stars aligned. I love this about her to be clear. (laughs) She was like, I don't care what she does, but I'm wearing all red. (laughs) That's amazing. Go mom. Well, and I would like to think, of course, I have no daughters, but I do have um, several goddaughters. And I, I like to think that I shared that Panhellenic spirit. And I would, of course, love them no matter what. And our gift is their badge of initiation. Um, but, but so far, I'm, I'm two for two and with two to go. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that I get to continue staying in my red as well. <laughs> yeah. It is really nice, and I remember like right after I was initiated, coming home for the first time, and like doing those special ritual things, and being like having that shock of oh she really does know this, and it was just like even like the whole time you feel this special bond, but then once I was initiated, it was like oh no like she really gets it, yeah. and it's just really special, especially now that it's like the end, and like I'm about to be an alumna with her and sharing that experience. I hope your mom is listening to this when it airs because it makes my heart happy for her. <laughs> so so we did take a sidebar. Let's get back to where we are. So you did pledge AOPI. You are an initiated member. Yes. So I went through the traditional recruitment process fall of 2016 and initiated in November of 2016. And another one of those funny things is the president at the time that initiated me, she said, like, to the whole chapter. She was like, she's gonna be your chapter president one day. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's sweet of her, how kind. (laughs) But like, now I look back and I'm like, they totally like knew, like my whole like new member period that that was like what I was capable of and what they had intended for me. And I look back and I'm like, that like touches my heart that they saw that in me. Because like as a freshman, you have no idea what you're doing. You're like a baby duck learning to walk and they saw that potential in me. So I just think that really like influenced my AOPI experience that they believed in me. Well, and I think they had good reason to. That brings me to how you and I met and our mutual friend and sister Hannah had a bit of this conversation just a few days ago and we talked about how we all came to be and I'm very fortunate to be a part of endowing two scholarships for Leadership Institute for up-and-coming rising leaders so um, there are some some requirements around it but then we get to have the experience of you all attending Leadership Institute and that is how we came to be so tell me a little bit about was that your first experience on an international level It was, yes. So at the time, let me think, I was serving as our membership recruitment chair. And I, yes. That's a job. So (laughs) I applied, and because I knew I had actually been to a convention in DC, I won, um, well, I didn't win, you know, the corporation gives out the scholarships for members, and I applied and was chosen to go for my chapter. 
So I had been to convention in DC and I was kind of like, you know, I'm gonna go to every international event while I'm a collegiate. And not really expecting that to happen, but it's kind of like so crazy that it did and I'm so grateful for that. So when I saw that that scholarship came out, I was like, well, I think I'm an emerging leader. Let me read about it and apply. And so I did apply. And it's funny because I was actually on spring break at Disney World when I got the call. And I'm like walking through the Magic Kingdom and I get this call from this unknown number and I was trying to be like, hello, thinking it's a telemarketer and I'm just gonna <laughs> hang right up. And it's this really sweet person and they're like, do you have a moment? We have something really special to share with you. And of course, because it was in honor of Julie, it was really touching for them to call and share it. And so I immediately was like, oh my gosh, it's not a telemarketer. It's like <laughs> something really important. And so I remember like going and sitting off to the side by the carousel and my family being like, what is she doing? And I was like, no, just hold on. But it was like the craziest experience because I just picture myself and my mom will be like, Remember that time we were at Disney World and you got that call? She thinks it's like <laughs> funny to look back at now. But so I knew it was going to be different from convention, but I was excited because I was going to get to see some of those familiar faces and your first international experience. You're just like trying to take it in and it's so much and it's so fast. So I was ex excited to go and like really just be in the moment and kind of knew, okay, there will be sessions and there will be brunches and these are the kind of things I'll see so that I could really like make connections. That was my big thing. I wanted to meet people on the network level and at the staff level and get to know them and really just to help my chapter and understand who are the people that are here to support us and the problems we're having and ways that we can reach out to people because I felt like at that time, we were dealing with some issues and we didn't know who was there to help. And going to those international events, it was so evident that there were tons of people just waiting for us to ask for help. And that was like my big thing, to make the connections and figure out who it is that we need to be working with. And I get there that day and I'm just like, okay, like let's go check in, let's go register. And I get to the thing and they're flipping through to hand me my badge and they go, and Elsie and they look at each other and they're like she's here and I'm like yeah I'm here can I have my badge and they're like someone call Crystal and I'm like who's Crystal like, I have no idea what's happening and they're like you need to go over to this other table tell them who you are blah, blah, blah. I'm like okay and so I go over to the foundation table and they're like oh my gosh she's here someone go find Crystal she just walked that way go and I'm like I have no idea what's happening and the other people that are with me from my chapter are like, what's going on? Who is this person they're going to find? And so like in the moment, I didn't realize like the hype and why everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's her, it's Crystal's girl. And then like <laughs> you came and like met me and we talked and I was like, okay, I get it now. But I remember like being with Hannah and being like, we're Crystal's girl. Yeah, that's us. That's so funny. Well, so the first young woman who ever was awarded Julie's scholarship for Leadership Institute, we we had arranged that at the, the closing brunch on that Sunday morning that I would, I just wanted to meet her, to just say like, we think you're amazing and to give her a hug and to congratulate her and to learn that she, what she had thought of it and to see if we wanted to do more. And then I felt like that at the end 
of the time together wasn't the time to do that. So I had had said, please, if there's any chance when these two women come here and check in, I would love to meet them in advance so that as time allows for a cup of coffee walking down the hallway or to sit together at a dinner, just to connect, to learn about you and for you to ask any questions of me. But it's so funny. I have never heard that story from that perspective. It was probably very, scary. Very seriously, <laughs> it, like it was an order that we are going to get her and get them connected. Oh my gosh! It was really just so I could give you a hug. <laughs> but I love it. Like looking back now and thinking about that story, and now I'm like, hmm, I'm Crystal was looking for me. That's like, that perspective is really funny. Well, and you know, that's one of my favorite stories that I share everywhere I go because that is the weekend. Um, For those who do not know, there are two that are granted every year. I'm a part of a group of women who um, served with Julie and loved her and traveled with her and spent time with her and then were so inspired by the first recipient that my husband and I endowed a second one. And so that's how you and Hannah came to meet and to know one another. And one of my favorite stories, as Hannah and I also talked about, was that at the end of that weekend, we did connect again throughout the course of those several days. So I do love doing it on the front end, but but was to to have the conversation with you all, and you both said, we're going to run for chapter president and room together at convention. And I thought to myself, you know, that would be amazing, but this is an exciting time, and then people go back to their chapters and they get back into everyday life and whether or not your life allows for that it's quite a commitment whether it's a 40 person chapter or 400 person chapter it is being a chapter president it's a commitment it's a lot and and I thought oh you know well then sure enough that fall I get a text message from you and I kind of remember jumping like in my seat at the end of the sofa and Trey says, what is wrong? And I said, nothing. You're not going to believe this. And then, you know, within a week, I get the same one from Hannah. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is amazing. And sure enough, you all send a picture during Leadership Academy together on the the staircase at headquarters. And we all saw each other again in Orlando. So it was that to me is the epitome of what we talk about in AOPI, about our sisterhood spanning across chapters and across generations, because I would love to pretend that I am in my 20s, but it is so not ever going to be true again, right? And I'm tired, right? My bedtime's a little different these days. But but to me, the two of you exemplify that. And you all have kept your friendship outside of, of our circle even, like as, as you serve together in chapter and and now as you continue to face the struggles of the day, and I think that's probably one of my favorite things about how we all came to know each other, except that I scared the daylights out of y'all. I'm going to try to do better next time. <laughs> but now we are in a very different place. You have both retired from chapter president, which is bittersweet, if I recall those days correctly. And you were planning, like many, many of our graduating seniors, for a bit different of an experience this spring. Talk to me a little bit about where you are, Madison. So, before we started recording, I was sharing with you that my experience is a little different because I'm a senior and I'm an education major, and my program, we don't have any classes on campus. We spend all of our time in the field teaching, so I have been in a kindergarten classroom 
and I also see first and second graders from August 1st until this started. So that's where I was every day. So I was like halfway in the real world and halfway still in my collegiate world. And so I'm kind of, I guess, grieving two experiences right now. So that experience of leaving my classroom and like just a few hours finding out we had to send home packets for kids for weeks to do their work and packing that up at the same time as getting emails that classes canceled and graduation may not happen. So I'm juggling this awkward experience of grieving collegiate life, but also employment as well, which has been really interesting. But from a collegiate perspective, one of the things I was just most looking forward to was after our alum transition ritual, which having been a chapter president and experiencing that, it's just so touching and moving. I was just looking forward to that ritual in general, but after that ritual, we do a senior pass down and all of our seniors bring all their stuff that they want to pass down to other members. And we, like, I can just see it in my mind. We sit in a circle and we still have on our ritual whites and we're sitting in a circle and they pull up a shirt and they go, who wants it? And this is some random canvas that blah, blah, blah gave to me three years ago and I want you to have it. And it's just, like it's really one of those moments that you're pulling out stuff from all four years and it's stuff, but there's stories with it. And that was just something I was looking forward to and sharing that with my sisters. And we let each senior kind of have like their last moment and share like just one last thought with the chapter. Sometimes it's advice or just like a reflection and kind of finding out that I was going to get that moment after everything I've been through with my chapter. It's really hard. And I mustered up the courage yesterday and texted my fam and my Greek fam and told them, I was like, you know, like, it's not going to be a conventional pass down, but once I move out of my dorm, I'm going to get all my stuff and we're going to get on a group call and we're going to do our own pass down. And, you know, and I, I know it's not going to be the same, but we're still gonna do it. And they all responded and they were like, we weren't ready for this. And we don't know how like, you're able to do this. And we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of realized like, it is bittersweet, but they are going through the same things as well. And I'm the oldest one in the family right now and I wanna be there and support them. So I know that while pass down means a lot to me as a senior, it means a lot to them as well as I remember people I looked up to, like their last pass down and being like, how are we gonna continue this chapter and do this next year without our best friends beside us? And just knowing that I still wanna give them that experience just in a different way. But that took like a good week and a half for me to come around to. So for about the past week and a half, I've been like kind of angry, I guess, and haven't wanted to think about that. and. We're about to do like our first chapter call on Sunday via Zoom. And when I first got the email that was like chapter on Zoom, I was like, oh, I don't even want to go to that. You know, I was like sad. But now I'm like, yes, you do. You want to go to that. You know you do. But just kind of like, I guess, reshaping the way I think. And it's really hard when you think something's going to be one way for years and years. And then all of a sudden, it's out of your control and different. Well, and I think that 
it's okay for you to be okay with it some days and not okay with it others. Mm-hmm. Like there are some days, I mean, I got up Monday and I was like, let's do this. I went, I ran five miles. I got home. I got dressed. I went, you know, we do still have to go into the office daily to check voicemails, to return phone calls for patients. And, you know, I just felt like this was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday, I did not. Like definitively, it took everything I could do to get up and to put on my makeup and to get dressed. And I just, I, you know, I looked at my husband and I was like, this, this is not okay. And he goes, yeah. today it may not be okay, but tomorrow it will be. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, part of that, Madison, is that you didn't just have a brilliant idea and decide to do something virtually, right? Uh-huh. It, was, it was taken. And while there are good reasons for it, you know, we are working to keep everyone safe and to slow all of the things, but, but it doesn't make it any less powerful and any less emotional, And as a mom, as a godmother, as a friend, watching various people have to forego different things. Mm -hmm. You know, my my son, we are very fortunate. He is a a very reasonable seventh grader, but we had to cancel his promotion trip. It's a big year. And they this is the year they go into high school next year. And there's a big class trip, just like you do your senior class trips. you're like, we'll buy you a guitar because you're not going any teeny parks, right? Um, and and then we have dear friends that we were hosting brunches for graduations from high school and and from college. And and I think that there is still going to be some effort on some fronts. Do you know yet if you'll even be able to walk? If there will be a rescheduled time? We've been told it'll be postponed. So I'm expecting that we will probably do something hopeful that we will. It's not so. quite the same as receiving a diploma in the mail. Yes. Although, I will tell you that I was one of the few people that did not know that the day you walked was not the day you get your diploma. Get diploma. And so, so we are so excited. And I, and I was, I mean, I'm a relatively bright woman. And, and I get through, and then I open up this thing and it's blank and it says, go pay your bursar bill and make sure your robes are turned back in and you can get your diploma. And I was like, what is this? It's like, I have paid all my bills. It was wild. Um, yeah. But in my mind, I'm still like, May 16th, I'm graduating. Like, that's right. still, because that's the day I've been looking forward to. So it's like, well, May 16th, it's official. I don't care if I walk, if I have it in my hand, that's the day that I'm saying it's the real deal so but it has been bittersweet I before was rushed home to move out and everything I had given one of my friends my graduation cap to paint because as much as I would love for that to be something I'm good at it's just not same yeah so I had decided I wanted my students to sign my graduation cap because I had spent my whole year with them and that was one day that obviously all my students weren't going to be able to attend my graduation, but I wanted them to feel like they were there and a part of it because they did play such a role. And I had intended, I was like, she's going to paint it this week and next week I'm going to take it and they're going to sign it. And then that Friday before I was going to take it, it was no more school, no more college. You have 24 hours to move out. And I was like, the only thing I could think about was what am I going to do about my graduation cap? My mom, my mom's like, your graduation cap? What are you going to do about all these other things? And I'm like, well, my kids got to sign my graduation cap. 
So I spent like days like racking my brain, like how do I get them to do this virtually? So I'm in the process, I get a few a day. They've been like writing their names for me on paper and I have a cricket. So I'm like uploading it and cutting out their names and I'm gonna, so it's like still their signature. Cause I was like, I could write it, but that's not the same. Like I want, I want the five-year-old signature, you know? So just like reshaping the way I think about things has been really interesting. But what a special way to capture that in a very uncertain time. I think that's pretty amazing. I, I'm not crafty, nor do I have a cricket. So for the people that do, I'm most impressed by your abilities. But I love that you thought about how to still include them by having them send it to you. I think that's pretty special. So talk to me now that you are at home and getting used to a new normal. Talk to me a little bit about what you're doing to maintain calm and to kind of, you know, keep everything moving in the right direction for you. Well, so I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, you know, I know she's going to ask me, like, what you I've knew been I doing. Was. I started thinking, I was like, well, what have I been doing? Because I know I've been doing things. And one thing I have realized, like, coming off of being chapter president, my term ended in December. And... Obviously, people around me don't quite know that. The other day, my dad said, so when do they elect the next president? And I was like, it's been months. And he was like, but you're still doing things. And I guess that's because it ended in December, but now I have all this time to get caught up on things, like cleaning out my email and scrapbooking pictures of AOPI because I never had time to do those leisure things. And just like, I guess, organizing my life again because while I was president, like you said, even though it was just 40 people, it's a big task That's to handle 40, 40 women. people. Like, never say just. Sometimes I'm just happy yeah. to manage myself. <laughs> yes, like 40 women and all the drama and emotions that come with that. You mean there's drama among women? Surely not. No, not in no, a Good-heartedness. I think that was one of the best things to see is if people were ever upset, it was like, I was like, you're upset because you like are so passionate about this. Like, how can we channel that was something yes. I really learned. But I think, especially being home, having that time, because the last time I was home was like Christmas. So I was doing officer transition stuff and helping with that. And then it was summer and it was going to convention and getting ready for recruitment. So this is the first time in a year that I've been home and able to be like, ooh, you gotta clean out your closet, or ooh, you gotta do these random things. So it's been nice to kind of like, for once, breathe and do those little tasks that I maybe didn't have time to do when I was caught up with everything else. Sure. Well, and if you're anything like my husband, he started with big tasks, you know, cleaning out the attic or we call it the bike room. It's this exercise area in our home. And now he's moved into like reorganizing junk drawers. <laughs> so now we're just moving drunk, junk into new drawers. I don't know. But it, but it does create a sense of control in a world that there's not as much as we have, right? So I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't intend to, but you did mention that during this um, event that you have following your ritual transition to, for alumni members that you all sit down and that you share 
something. And for those who, who don't know, we don't script this. We chat for a few minutes before we get started, but, but there's not a list of questions I send because it's kind of organic, like it just comes. And you mentioned something that you would share, some pearls of wisdom or something you've read. Have you decided what that would have been yet? Um, I have a few things I've toyed around with. Um, one's kind of like my, my perspective of like mama bear, because I think a lot of the girls in my chapter, um, I'm one of the oldest and we don't have a lot of seniors. We have eight seniors graduating this semester and we were all leaders and our leaders council is very young. So a lot of them will text me and email me and reach out to me for advice and how did you do this? Or when you were a freshman, how did y'all handle this event? And just wanted to leave them with some wisdom, like one, check your emails, because that's so important. (laughs) And if anyone from my chapter listens to this, they're going to roll their eyes. But I'm like, just check your emails and set like some type of standard for yourself of I'm going to respond to anything AOPI related within 24 hours, 48 hours, something that's doable to hold you accountable. That's just something that I really want to see my collegiate chapter continue with and any collegiates because I think it's so important when you're balancing a fraternity that is so much of a sisterhood. So respond to those people and be kind to them and be courteous, but also it has that business aspect and show them that you are professional and you're attentive. So I probably give them that email speech again. And then just something that it's so, even now I'm like, wow, the fact that this is what I wanted to talk about is crazy. It's just enjoying those moments because, you know, sometimes we get so caught up and we're like, oh, I don't want to go to the business chapter or oh, I don't want to go to that event on the plaza where we hand out lollipops or whatever. But my senior year and even before that, I would have moments and be like, man, this moment, I know it's going to mean something and I'm not going to get it back. And I know that there's alum and people on our AAC and like my mom who would do anything to experience a formal again or that moment of running out on midday. And I just want them to take those moments in and I want like all my younger collegiate sisters to realize that the moment they're living in is something they're going to miss and don't skip an event just because you don't want to or you know leave early and like those moments where I've stayed after an event to clean up or come early to do something like those moments during recruitment are some of my favorite and I just want them to take in every opportunity because the four years as a collegiate aren't the entire experience but it sets the foundation for it and I don't want them to miss out on any of the big moments. Sure. I think it's a wonderful pearl of wisdom to share, not only with your chapter, but with all people. And if this opportunity has created nothing else, I think it's been to take a minute to step back and enjoy the little things. And recently we were reading a leadership book and it said that trust is not built on grand gestures. It's built in the small moments. And I think that's probably true. And I tend to be like you. I love the phrase, um, anything around kindness, but to spread kindness like confetti. And gosh knows you can't ever get it out of anything. So, Madison, thank you. Thank you for what you have given to AOPI for these years. 
Thank you for sharing your perspective with all of us today. And thank you for being a ray of light to so many in your chapter and beyond. I appreciate you joining me today. And for everyone out there listening, thank you. And until next time, stay well.